Welcome to the Dripping in Black podcast, where we celebrate Black excellence throughout the Black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis. What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And as usual, we have another fantastic guest who represents Black excellence. Today's guest is Rashard Dobbins. Rashard, say hello to the world. What up, though? What up, though? How's everybody doing? Yeah, so uh, you happen to know my producer, Sean Smith, pretty well. Uh, <laughs> he thought it'd be good to have you on. And there's a few things that you do and do very well, so we'll get into that. But as usual, we like to start off our podcast by introducing our guest to our audience and we ask them a simple question that's not so simple when you think about it and that is who are they so if i said who is rashard dobbins what would you say man i would say uh uh there's a kid from ipsy man a kid you know mm-hmm. from ipsy who moved around a whole lot saw a lot of different things and uh you know through that, honed his, honed his skills and became qualified for his calling. Man. Yeah. All right, kid from Ypsilanti, what what schools did we attend out there? Oh, see, there we go. See, part of my story <laughs> is, is is going to a new school every other year. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's why I said, wow. you know, you get qualified for your calling, man. For me, yeah. uh, that's, you know, I lived in Ypsilanti the, the longest stretch of time. Um, mm. you know, Ann Arbor, obviously Atlanta, Detroit, right? So, so on and so forth. So I went to three different high schools. So for me, just always yeah. was in transition, you know, which, you know, just allowed me to see what's going on, what's going on around me and really yeah. be a fly on the wall in different communities throughout the country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I can relate. I attended three different high schools myself. Uh, there, there you it wasn't because we were bouncing around us because I was a bit of a knucklehead. Um, yeah, it's, it's some of that in there too. I, I just definitely... didn't want to go into it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's some of that in there too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can definitely relate. Uh, yeah. What would you say uh, school life was like for you then? How would you describe school life uh, in general? Man, it's funny because, right, I, I became an educator, but for me, I hated school. There, there's nothing about mm-hmm. school that I liked. I don't like anything about the institution. I don't like anything mm-hmm. about the curriculum, right? I, I was one of those kids who, you know, we're in the holiday season. I don't want to spoil anything for, for young listeners, but, you know, I was that kid in elementary school on, like, hey, this is this is not real, right? It's this. And that's always mm-hmm. me. And it's funny how those stories, you know, we overlook them, right? Our family sometimes will laugh about them. Like, I got a call. You, you sit here and challenging the teacher about the holidays or about this or about that. But it's like looking at who I am now, you know, and who, who I've mm-hmm. become as far as a community advocate and, and organizer and you know, leading a nonprofit, man, it makes complete total sense because I'm advocating. It wasn't just for me, but it was for my my my, my colleagues, my my students, or I should say, rather, my friends at the time, right? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So let's jump right into what you do, Class Act Detroit, yeah, nonprofit. Let's talk about it. What what yeah. is Class Act? Man, Class Act uses hip hop as a community engagement tool that it is. Um, you know, we founded. In a, in a home in Bagley Fitzgerald, right off of West McNichols, up the street from Louis Deli, up the street from Mary Grove College. 
And uh, in true Hisville, Hisville fashion, we turned every single room into a studio. Full wow. photography studio, right, with lights, backdrops, and so on and so forth. Full music studio with, you know, soundproof paneling and, 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 and so on. Um, full dance studio with wall-to-wall mirrors, uh, parent engagement areas, the whole nine, right? Just truly keeping it, you know, Detroit uh, to its core, right? Making making mm-hmm. something out of nothing, you know? Um, yeah. And from there, we, we've just blossomed. We've been blessed ever since. Okay. And what year did you start? 2017. Okay. Pre, pre-panda. Pre-panda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? that's, that's crazy how the pandemic is a marker for everything now, right? Absolutely. 2017, Absolutely. we are closing out at the time of this recording, 2021 ahead into 2022. Mm-hmm. So you're knocking on five years in the game. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long road, man. Long road. Tell me a little bit more. If if I'm if I'm going to class act, what's a day mm-hmm. like? What's a day like? So uh, mm-hmm. for your scholar, you know, so we serve scholars as young as elementary on, so adolescent. You know, that's that's what we're focused on. You know, adolescent youth in Detroit, and it could mm-hmm. be a number of things. It could be music production workshops. Uh, DJing workshops. Uh, we have a community step team, which now, obviously, with you know in-person engagement being what it is, has been defunct for you know a few months. But um, dance classes, right? It's, it's a rotation of just you know a who's who of everything that we were interested in when we were kids. We have scholars who have done game design workshops, um, illustration workshops, and illustrated books. Uh, we have students who their music has been featured in, in the Library of Congress, right, and and being added to the collection, like all from Detroit, right? All coming from a house, you know, and now just from, from their homes, um, wherever that may be. So um, it's, it's a number of things, but we always keep it within elements of hip hop. You know, our whole goal is about being culturally relevant and engaging. You know, you asked me what was school like, like I said, I hated it, right? I didn't see myself. Um, you know, we know that male educators, black male educators is less than 3% nationwide, right? So for me, I just didn't, I, I couldn't connect. I couldn't connect. I didn't see myself in, in the curriculum. You know, there's things that I just kind of grew up knowing and were here from my grandfather, who, you know, was the, the essentially like my dad, right? And um, I'm like, man, I'm not learning any of this in these schools, right? I, I need to, you know. So if anything, school really developed, you know, between moving, between being Black in America and you know, having a hunger for knowledge, right? Not necessarily loving the, the, the systems of education. All of that summed up, you know, just made me have this, this mm-hmm. thirst for knowledge, this thirst for, um, to be an entrepreneur and, and to really like pioneer my own path, you know? So it makes sense mm-hmm. that our organization is in, empowering our youth by amplifying their voice and allowing them to take charge, right? Through podcasts and through production, right? You're able to communicate in so many different ways. Um, yeah. You know, we just, we just call it media, right? different forms of media yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's uh podcast adds a little something different to the game too doesn't it absolutely um, absolutely absolutely it really gives us a way to to to, to share our voice in a u- unique way um mm-hmm. every podcast can have their own kind of lane and you know it gives an opportunity to counter some of the the mainstream perspectives right mm-hmm. absolutely there you go yeah. There you go. If you don't like what you're seeing, you have the, the opportunity to change it. I'm still a little curious about 
class act is this like an after school thing or after school how, how does yeah. it work after school so we we push in the churches schools uh we mm -hmm. partner with other after school programs across the city west side to to the east uh we've even taught as far as pontiac um as well mm -hmm. for us at the end of the day to your to your point you know if there's things that you don't like seeing there's there's certain media that's that's being created that's that's harmful you have the ability to change it you know every community has yeah. they're empowered and endowed with what they need to change it you know and we just have to take a step back and realize that and you know typically it's resources or just community right there's yeah. because of the lack of resources it, it, it tends to be friction it tends to be dog yeah. eat dog and i think you know any yeah. opportunity to bring to, to create opportunities for community to do you know what we love doing which is the cookout right creating that atmosphere that's what we need that's what we need yeah. but yeah for us after school program we're, we're creating a vibe all throughout the city um you know yeah. in, a in a number yeah, of different so, you know organizations yeah i was looking uh a little uh at your bio and mm -hmm. it says you have quite uh the entertainment uh yeah. career as well so let's yeah. talk a little bit about that you've done yeah uh, some shows and stuff like that. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I've been in a number of, uh, you know, television shows, feature films, worked on them, been in the front, uh, both, you know, in front of the camera, behind the camera. Also worked as a mm -hmm. talent agent for, you know, one of the top agencies in the entire Southeast when I was in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And and all of that leads me, honestly, to what I'm doing now because, yeah, you know, growing up, there's so many things I wanted to do and we didn't have the money. Right. We ain't had the money. We're moving. At times we've lost homes. Right. So um, mm -hmm. to have the opportunity to give someone a 15, 20, eight year head start, you know, that's that's really the goal. But, you know, my background in entertainment is, is, is pretty deep. Um, it wasn't until my junior year of high school that I discovered I actually was an artist and a creative. Right? I knew it to, to a certain extent. Uh -huh. right? I always loved music. I could draw early on. But if you don't have a platform mm -hmm. and a stage for that, you know, those, yeah. those gifts will, will disappear. You'll, you'll, you'll forget about them, right? You'll move on. For me, you know, it became hooping was the thing to do. And I think, you know, okay. in a lot of ways, you know, the only time where, where people want to hear a black man or see a black man express himself is on a court or in court. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I feel like, I feel like somehow we, you know, it's, you can have all the emotion in the world dunking on somebody or scoring a touchdown. And, and it's like, all right, we approve it. But, you know, you go to mm. uh, somewhere, you know, outside your community or something like that, they're looking at you crazy. You know, you can't mm. really do that. You know, and of course, in court, then they'll listen to you. So those are the two places where they're listening to you. And I feel like naturally we're attracted to it. But junior year, I went to a, a good high school, um, a, a school mm. that I actually was able to be at for more than one year, which was a change for me as somebody who had been moving every year mm -hmm. since elementary years. And that school had a tremendous art program, had no idea. And um, okay. and and doing that, they really helped me pull some of those gifts out. You know, my I tried to keep taking gym, obviously, as a hooper. And they're like, man, you've been taking gym your whole, <laughs> your whole career. You got to say something else. And it was drama. <laughs> and I took it and didn't know I could do improv, didn't know I could do all of these different mm -hmm. things. And um, my teacher would really just let me get the stage at times and just rock it. Yeah. And I would just go about my business like that was normal. You know, I wasn't thinking of yeah. it. She she was allowing me to shine and do my thing. So, you know, it came time for, for different auditions later on in the year and things. And she gathered a group of my friends to, you know, kind of put that blog in my ear and say, show up. And next thing I know, you know, I'm discovering other talents, right? Singing and dancing and 
you know, becoming a thespian, yeah. right? All of these different things, which led to me working in, uh, you know, that sector in almost any position you can name, yeah. right? But that doesn't happen unless I get that opportunity, right? Unless that, unless that light gets turned on and that stage is built. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the little things along the way that impact us in such a huge way. Absolutely. And while you were talking, I was thinking about how, how important performing the arts is in the realm of Everything. education. And Everything. it's really so much, you know, I'm a, I'm a history teacher, but it's a, it's a lot that I envy with the p- performing arts teacher, because, you know, for mm-hmm. instance, if, if I'm a dance teacher, yeah. you know, we're working towards a performance. Yep. So everything <laughs> that we're doing yep. really is towards something. And the students know that they're, mm-hmm. they're adding their skills to that. And it makes sense when the performance comes, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little harder to garner that audience as a history teacher, because mm-hmm. a lot of times the kids don't make the connection with yeah. what we're teaching in history and how it mm-hmm. really applies to your knowledge yeah. base and how it can carry you in the future. They don't really necessarily see that connection. So I kind of envious yeah. of the performing arts because the kids kind of get that especially yep. if they're attracted to that particular art form right absolutely absolutely it makes it sticky for them and, and honestly in a nutshell that's what class act is about right it's somebody who, who like i said education i was like no but then you know i had that one opportunity at a school that was a well-established school they were well resourced mm. and they had this amazing art program that i had no clue about right and that was the game changer. And I think, yeah, that's that's what Class Act is about, is making it sticky, being culturally relevant, making sure that we're making these connections because you got to reach the teach, not the other way around. And I think, this, you know, a setup right now to where, you know, I have this degree, I'm qualified, therefore you should listen to what I'm saying when life doesn't work that way, right? Leadership and relationship is all built on trust. You know, so, yeah. you know, like you said, even even someone like yourself, because we're not working towards something that's actionable, that's sticky for the students, it almost makes us like Charlie Brown's teacher, right? You you just get tuned out because it's like <laughs> it's not it's not relevant. And I think the whole goal, yeah. once again, is to reach. I mean, that's that's what it's about. If you can't reach, you can't help. You know, you, you you're yeah. not qualified. There's no relationship. Yeah. So five years mm-hmm. into the game with Class Act, five I'm years. sure you learned quite a few lessons along the way. Of yeah. What's what's some advice now that you would give your younger self when you first started? <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> How much time we got? Um, <laughs> man, you know what? Man, that's a good question. Man. First thing popped up in my mind was take care of yourself and put your oxygen mask on. Um, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm I'm the the older sibling, the oldest grandchild, right? All of that. And and um, you know, just growing up fast, man. Um, my father was in a car accident, you know, right after I was born. Uh, he was in a coma for a year. Uh, was has been an assistant living my entire life. So that's why I say my grandfather, right, became my dad, right. And I'm mm-hmm. grateful that I, I have my pops, pops alive. Um, but you know, everything I get, you know, what makes me who I am, you know, as a man, a lot of that comes from him, from my grandfather, man, and, mm-hmm. and and him just pouring into me and, and being able to sit at his table and eat food and. And just get poured into, man. Um, yeah. But but I think, you know, when you grow up seeing those things and you grow up seeing a lot of different traumas in your neighborhood and in your environment, no matter where I live, um, 
it forces you to grow up super fast. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, for me at least, I was like, hey, something's got to gotta change. I got to do something about this, which is great, mm-hmm. right? Once again, it's, it's, it's another, I can go over a million different funny and, and not so funny stories that show, man, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And it starts that young. Um, yeah. But I think uh, what I always would do, you know, when I hear, put your oxygen mask on, first of all, I always would be like, nah, I'm going to help everybody. I'm going to help my people around me. That's good. Mm. That's that's heroic. It sounds good, but it's not sustainable. And, mm. you know, at the end of the day, when you talk about why this podcast exists, why Class at Detroit exists, why we why we do what we do, why it's even named with his name, um, we understand that there's a history, um, a beautiful history that we have, but at the same yeah. time, it's a lot of trauma. And when we talk about yeah. 400 plus years, man, it's going to take half of that time for us to remotely get to the equity that we want to see. So. If you're not putting oxygen mask on, if you're not taking care of yourself, resting and sleeping, because it's two different things, you know, if you're not yeah. doing that and taking care of yourself, you know, you're essentially almost like Moses, I'm going to say, right, who's the promised land is right there in sight. But man, you're not going to experience that thing, right? Because you, you're you not going to get there. And I know, you know, biblically, it's a little bit different as to why that is. But, you know, just for, for what uh, arguments say, you know, it's there. It's there, but we got to get there together. It's going to take a lot of time. You know, and it starts with our scholars. Simple as that. They're not the future. They're the now. And we're the new ancestors. So it's like, you know, you don't have to have gray locks to, to consider yourself that that person. You could be in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, right? Or even before that and already be laying the blueprint for the promised land, sowing those seeds so that the fruit produces in your lifetime and the next. And it keeps going, I think. That's the biggest one that would sum up all of them, man, is just putting that oxygen mask on for myself because we've raised, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for our community. And um, that's a beautiful thing. And as I began to mature as well, I'm like, yo, I want to have kids of my own. I have plenty of babies throughout the city, right? That's how I look at it. But um, Mm -hmm. you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself and you're you're also getting to the goals that you have set for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a a huge lesson there. Um, I love the analogy. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing that like if you're on a plane and Absolutely. the oxygen mask Absolutely. drops down, first thing you got to do is grab yours before you can you actually to. start assisting others. You got and to. So that's interesting. Uh, that that also means the, the, the plane is in trouble. <laughs> also mean the plane is in trouble. And yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And there's somebody yeah. who moved, man, you know, Greyhound, car, or on a plane all the time. I would hear that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, nah, I'm going to yeah. say the four people around me, but it's like, if you put your oxygen mask on, you have the potential to help 40. And I know yeah. it doesn't seem like that. And sometimes our trauma is informing what we're doing, but it's like, yo, you got to, you got to slow down and realize the people that are sitting here, people here, yeah, you can take care of them, but it's a whole plane work, you know, especially if you bought yeah. that life. And, and, and I'm one of those people, you know, I'm, I'm like, Hey, when, when the stuff hits the fan, it's, it's game time for me. It's, it's, it's a, it's an easy switch. Yeah. 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 Okay. So class act Detroit. Now a student gets into your program. Is there an exit point for them or is it just you come, you, you come as much as you want, as long as you want. Yeah, a little bit of both. It's funny you say that. So as far as the exit plan, you know, it's funny. Almost any scholar who, who's been a part of our program, whether they're currently active and, and, classes mm-hmm. Monday through Friday or on a Wednesday, whatever, um, or not, are we 
you know, we, we did a summer session, you know, at a church and we've been in touch or, or whatever. What, I, what I've noticed a trend is uh, scholars seeking opportunities on their own or um, starting businesses in particular. So uh, we have scholars who have started uh, doing bows, hair bows, and, and, and a number of businesses, lemonade stands, um, illustrating books, as I, as I mentioned, and, and entering into gaming competitions. Like, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about inspiration and it's about self-actualization self as well. You got to have a strong self-identity to be able to become who, who, who you're destined to be. You know, I think it's so many things yeah. trying to tell you who you are, which way you should go. And, and naturally, mm -hmm. I think when we're when we're young, you know, when, when we're children, you know, we think it's some type of external thing. And typically it's there. You know, a lot of a lot of people are going to watch this and like, man, yeah. I do love drawing and then get get into it when they're closer to retirement. Right. And get back to their, their love. And I think, you know, things are set up to kind of show us that. You, you, we think that we're not able to be successful as a musician or as a creative when really the creative yeah. economy, there isn't a cap on what you're able to do and what you're able to own yeah. and accomplish. You know, and I'm not saying everybody's going to be Oprah or Diddy, but um, what, I what I love to see is you be a pastor, teacher, lawyer, preacher, uh, well, pastor, preacher, same thing, but you write on and on and on and you, you know, your wellness activity when you get off your shift at the hospital is your, your drawing or you know, you're selling art, right? You're building mm -hmm. um, a, a legacy that way. Maybe you create, make music, maybe you hop on a sax, right? On and on and on, mm -hmm. because once again, that's going to sustain you throughout your life, right? And it's going to inspire yeah. others at the same time. And we know, you know, especially in Detroit, um, we have this beautiful uh, export of arts and culture and uniting folks, right? From Motown to our gospel traditions, to our neo-soul and hip-hop traditions, R&B, so on and so forth. And that's all just talking about music let alone the yeah. other things that we do, right? Where we're, we're the station you're tuning into in the car and where we built the car that you're moving. So, right, that's just part of who we are, ideas and innovation. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and would you say Class Act, um, one of the things that you are doing is cultivating, helping helping your students cultivate their self-identity? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that that's, is that the core of what you're doing? That's the core. That's the core. It's, you know, I'm listening to your story. And your story is not um, it's not unique. You know, a lot of us that grow up in uh, in the hood, if you will, or mm -hmm. grow up in uh, urban area, mm -hmm. get into school systems. School systems not really designed for those kids. Uh, sure. Get kind of bored with it. Uh, we start doing other things, and um, mm -hmm. you know, once we get older, we kind of pull away from that and try to find uh, other ways to kind of learn was sure. really knowledgeable and was really worth learning. Um, mm -hmm. And along that way, you kind of identify searching for your own self-identity. So I, I yeah. heard that in your own story and now you're kind sure. of doing that full circle with, with Class Act. I'm curious about the name, yeah. Class Act, because I, I can see it going a lot of different ways. Talk, talk to me about the name. Yeah, um, you know, when I hear Class Act, first of all, Class Act means right, well-rounded. Uh, Paul Robeson, uh, Dr. King, Brother Malcolm, yeah. Fred, you yeah. know, these Angela Davis, uh, right? Yeah. Just just a, just just this favorite. <laughs> this grocery list of just individual. I mean, come on, you you defend yourself. I mean, the time she does it, I mean, we can go on and on about any of them, uh, especially her, but it's these superheroes, right? It's 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 all of these individuals who are superheroes 
And they're very much like people in the communities that we grow up in. You know, there's somebody that we have a name that everyone else wouldn't know who who moves like that. Um, um, but yeah, it means it means well-rounded. It means somebody who who knows who they are. I mean, you know, it's it's funny. I believe that anger gets things done, right? And I'm not saying necessarily uh, <laughs> in a bad way, right? But a righteous anger, like that, like Dr. King and the thousands behind him and in front of him to the side of him, they're not happy about what's going on. They're doing something about yeah. it, right? When you hear Malcolm yeah. speaking the way with authority, the way that he's speaking, that's somebody who knows yeah. who he is. That's somebody who's well aware of consequences and everything else and still is making that decision to be his best self, right? He, he He's there, right? Angela's like, I see what it is. Let me defend myself. Like, let me, let me do this, right? And at the same time, they're creating programs that our nation ends up taking over after they, you know, try to take everything apart, right? So, I mean, just, just high-level individuals who know who they are, who understand it, who, who are into history, who are full of knowledge, and are, are just really tapped into their talents and their superpowers. I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, this work that we're talking about, man, I look at it like the Avengers, you know? And I was, yeah. you know, blessed to be in an amazing fellowship over the past two years with the Kellogg Foundation. And in that, you know, it's 80 mm -hmm. different people came together from around the nation. And prior to, to, to everything that's happened, we were, we were traveling, right? We're going to New Mexico, we're going to San Diego, we're going to all the Jackson, you know, going to Mississippi, you know, and, and yeah. going to Megar Evers' home, right? Going to yeah. the home and seeing that, you know, this brother is the first, you know, officer there, right? And it's a reason for the NAACP, right? Because it's Mississippi. Right in the time that it's in, and yet he still is bold. It still is brave. It's still assured of what he's doing. I mean, when he's, you know, when 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 brother uh, Evers was murdered, he's holding shirts that say Jim Crow must go. Right, his blood is going on to white T-shirts that say Jim, like like come on, man. You know, like this is a person that knows who they are. And, and modern times, I even think about people like Nipsey, who built a STEM center for kids at the bottom of uh, their co-working space. And, yeah. you know, was uh, making a whole lot of other moves for community, right? To use uh, what I believe is the civil rights movement 3.0, 2.0, which is hip hop, because mm -hmm. it's a universal language. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's about upcycling and recycling culture. And it's always about brand new genius, right? So, um, okay. yeah, I mean, that's, that's where it comes from, definitely. Well-rounded and, uh, you know, the backs of our ancestors, the backs of those who you know, they've been putting it down before us. Yeah. Yeah. So you got class act going, it's been going for five years. You've mm -hmm. maintained a certain level with it, but what's the next level for it? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it look like? What does it sound like? Uh, it looks like uh, us owning our own space and being able to really unite our community, you know, uh, within the nonprofit sector, let alone Southeast Michigan. You know, I mentioned competing resources and all of that. You know, we we need a COFO center in, in Detroit, right? We need places that are attractive um, for individuals who are doing this work, for other orgs, for, for churches, schools, people that get it, people that uh, think outside the box, you know, um, and understand that we have to reach the teeth. So um, it looks like a... Uh, a house of hip hop, which is an endeavor that we're working on. It, you know, it looks like a community gathering space and workspace, you know, almost like a gym membership uh, for creators, if you will, 
you know, where, where anything that you need is there, um, you know, you, you can manifest whatever it is that you want to be and do and uh, for free, you know, that's what it looks like. Um, and as far as, I think, did you say sound? What's it sound like? Yeah, just I mean, you know, just on. a full experience. It's, so it's it's heat. Know, take me right? there, basically. It's 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 heat. It's it's our it's 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 our life's blood. It's it's our DNA. I mean, it's that it's that boom bap that from West Africa. It's it's the talking drums that that brothers and sisters were were using to keep one another alive on the journey, right? You know, mm-hmm. and 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 it's that it's that vibe that you get when you're at the lunchroom. You know, when when you're in the school and you go to the lunchroom. And you see a cipher form and it's somebody with a pen, right? And it's others jumping in in real time and sync with one another. That's that's what it's gonna sound like, you know, uh in a variety of you know genres, but that's the beauty beauty of hip hop as a culture, let alone if we're talking about yeah. the genre, it's upcycling and recycling our culture and appreciating others. And I mean it's that's what it's gonna look like, that's what it's gonna feel like. And um and you know, it's really access, you know, it's 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 getting it's like Willy Wonka in a chocolate factory, right? You you've been chosen. You have this gift. You got the golden ticket. Come 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 be and, and do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's dope, man. So speak a little bit to our audience. We have a growing audience at Dripping in Black. Uh, what's mm-hmm. something tangible anybody that's listening and watching can actually do to support you in your growth? Work, work. Um, you know, I could I could ask for money easy, right? You know, we're a nonprofit, things like that, I could say, and, and go down that list. I think most people will get that. I would actually say time and expertise. You know, um, if we were a soup kitchen, if we were doing things for people in our city, you know, and you're an accountant, you could help us in the back make the soup and serve the soup, but it'd be a lot better if you come help us with the books. So I think time and expertise, you know, we, we've, especially over these last two years with everything moving online, we've been able to work with people as far as Brazil, um, the UK. You know, plenty of people in New York and New Jersey within the industry in particular, the entertainment, um, Cali, Atlanta, so on and so forth, um, because they see what we're doing. They get it. Um, they're a part of this tribe that is hip hop and and, and mm-hmm. the art, the creative community. And they're saying, yo, you know, I do game design. I work for this company. You know, I'd love to do a class for a month or two. You know, I'd love to show up to your annual MLK event with Target. I'd love to write, you know. Yeah. You know, we, we've had people do that. So I think that's really the life's blood of who we are. We we never say volunteers. You know, we actually say family. And we know family is better than yeah. relatives. And some and if you're lucky, your family, you know, is, is both. But family <laughs> is family. is something, t- you know, higher and, and, and more sacred. And I, I think that um, anybody that's gotten down with us, whether they've donated um, monetarily or donated with the things mm-hmm. that you can't get back, which is your time, your expertise, your health, um, whether it's virtual or in person, you know, that's what we typically want. You know, if there's connections uh, that can help us, you know, uh, finish our capital campaign for House of Hip Hop, which is coming soon, very, very soon. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what we want. You know, you know, give us you, bring you, bring you, whoever you are and, and what you bring to the table, bring your most authentic self uh, so you can help our scholars be and become their, their most authentic self because we need femtors and mentors all day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it sounds like you're looking for more family members to join. join more family in, members, in man. Essence. The cookout, look, yeah. the cookout's going on in the back. Don't make the knock on the door. <laughs> Show up. You know, you you invited. You don't got to ring the doorbell. Just come. Come to the back and let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a, 
but really a tremendous work that you're doing, man. Uh, excited about what the future holds and more excited yeah. about the impact that you're having on the youth. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so drop some of that social media uh, where For they sure. can reach out to you and contact you. For sure. Uh, everything is at Class Act Detroit. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We Look, we can use a Twitter volunteer. Uh, one step our Twitter game up. Um, but yeah, classactdetroit.org and everything else is at Class at Detroit. And then uh, if you want to get in contact by email, you can do info at classactdetroit.org, Rashard at classactdetroit.org, R-A-S-H-A-R-D at classactdetroit.org. And um, man, link link with us, link with us, build with us. Uh, you know, let's 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 be the Avengers. Yeah. All right. So we got all the uh, easy questions out the way. Now let's get to the serious <laughs> question. <laughs> where, where, where? Okay. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Uh, have you ever been on the cover of a magazine? Have I ever been on the cover of a magazine? <laughs> I, I might have. Um, but it wouldn't be like super, something super popular. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. So so part of acting, I did some modeling stuff, so you never know, man. I I, uh, I got I got some got some stuff floating around. Hopefully don't, nobody digs it up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not sure if you've been on the cover yeah is that what i'm hearing yeah yeah okay. yeah all right i know we, i know I'm our in, crack staff might in, have to dig that up yeah i know i'm, I'm on, i know i'm on the inside of a couple joints <laughs> okay you've been yeah. on the inside but never featured on the cover as far as you can think of yeah as far as i can well one of the things we do here for all of our guests is we place them on a magazine cover we have okay. the Dripping in Black magazine, and so Word. we play, like to place our guests on the cover. So S Square Sean Smith is going to give you uh, your cover. <laughs> Word. Word. All Word. right. Word. So that is also a parting gift. Uh, we will print that out and, and send it out to you as a thank Word. you. And you know, you see a few people that that have gotten theirs over my shoulders. Uh, oh, yeah, previous so. guests from season one and we like to put them on the wall of fame once we get them yeah. out to them so yeah. that's just our thanks for for coming on <laughs> hey appreciate it appreciate it and i, I love I, some of the people in the back back there on that on that wall of fame is uh are actually partners of ours right when we talk about the avengers yeah there's, there's, there's two i can see already that, that are part, yeah. of, part of the movement man. Yeah, it's two it's two big ones up there that I haven't interviewed yet. Uh but you know, I'm still uh I'm still pressing forward. And that's yeah. uh Barack and uh, Michelle, so we'll yeah, I we'll see keep it. working until yeah. we get them. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Everybody else I think has been uh oh I got Chad uh Chad back there. That was an honor of him. Everybody else I think is uh is one of our alum. So we thank you, man, for coming out. We thank you for the work you're Absolutely. doing. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll Absolutely. support you in all the ways that we can. But hey. thanks for, the, uh, for for joining us, man. Hey, for sure, for sure, appreciate y'all. Yeah, we ask our audience to hang on for the final segment, the last trip. But thanks again to Shard Dobbins from Class Act Detroit. Up next, the last drip. But first, a message from Anchor.
A Dripping in Black thanks to Rashad Dobbins for his tremendous passion for reaching and teaching our youth. We wish him and Class Act Detroit much continued success. However, we have reached the final segment of our podcast called The Last Drip. The Last Drip is the last opportunity for us to squeeze in a bit more of Black excellence for you. In this final segment, we highlight a common thread between our guests and our vast and rich African-American history. For this episode, we turn our attention to someone who is still making history, Mr. Paul Hill Jr. Born in 1945 in Cleveland, Ohio, Paul would graduate from John Adams High School in 1964. He earned a bachelor's from Ohio University, a master's degree from both the University of Kentucky and the University of Wisconsin. From 1981 to 2011, Paul served as CEO for one of the oldest neighborhood-based nonprofit organizations in Cleveland, Ohio, the East End Neighborhood House. From 1989 to 1992, Paul was a Kellogg Foundation Leadership Fellow. Paul was afforded an opportunity to travel and examine cultures throughout the world as a part of this fellowship. In 1992, he wrote the book Coming of Age based on these experiences and his research. In 1993, he would establish the National Rights of Passage Institute. Since 1993, the National Rights of Passage Institute has trained hundreds of adults who have impacted over tens of thousands of young people throughout the United States and Canada. Like this episode's guest, Rashad Dobbins, Paul Hill Jr. has and is doing a great work to help mold and shape our youth into successful, productive adults. And this is why he is this episode's last drip. For more on Paul Hill Jr., check out TEDxCLE.com, case.edu, thehistorymakers.org, and NROPI.org. My thanks to all of these websites for the knowledge. A friendly reminder that the DIBK Drip Shop is open. Go to DIBKDripShop.com to cop the latest Dripping in Black merch. And as always, a huge thanks to all of our listeners, viewers, supporters, and subscribers. And a big shout out to the best producer in the podcast game, S Squared Sean Smith. And until next time, be kind, be loving, and be excellent on purpose. It is a choice. You have just experienced a Dripping in Black production.